The Mac Pro is here. Let's talk about Apple's new Mac, plus iPhone rumors, the Golden Globes, and your hot takes. All this and more on this episode of the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola, here with Life Johnson. Hey, Roman. And Jason Cross. Hello. We got some new iPhone rumors. The rumor for the 2020 iPhone, or the latest rumor, is that it's going to have a bigger battery. Woo! Yeah, that's speculation. It, yeah, it's it's, it's, yeah. it's going to have... It's, yeah. <laughs> it's true, it's rumors. It's yes. going to have <laughs> that's a... That's the definition of rumor. <laughs> so the, the reach here is that they... Uh, it, it's supposedly going to have smaller um, – the power control circuitry that controls how fast it charges and discharges to make sure you don't blow up your battery and stuff. That's getting smaller. Yeah. And they just said, so it'll have a bigger battery. <laughs> not not thinking that, well, there's other stuff that could take up space inside right. your phone. You know, They can use it for other things. Yeah. Right. So that will free up some space inside, not necessarily for a bigger <laughs> battery. Well, there was also a rumor, I think, I don't remember if we talked about this last show, how the displays were going to get a little mm-hmm. thinner or smaller. Uh, so that would also allow for more room. Right, yeah. How's it going to get thinner? I, I don't remember. Yeah. It was, um, well, see, that's what scares me is because of the phone, you know, the, the displays have been getting, you know, everything, you know, I'm just worried about them, you know, affecting the integrity of it and everything like that. But, uh, you know, with the the, the modems, you know, I, I was, thought that was interesting. And there was a speculation that, that that could be, you know, the the modems could go be the reason why they're making a bigger battery for the 5G. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, maybe the battery life will ultimately kind of come out about the same if you're running about 5G. So, I mean, well, it's, it's sort of been uh, the the early tests on five G phones have been like the millimeter wave stuff eats through your batteries. Okay. All the sub six gigahertz stuff, the stuff that's on the current uh, bandwidth of of current four uh, G yeah. LTE, but it's the five G version of it, like T Mobile stuff, really has been about the same as okay. LTE. So hopefully that. Most people aren't going to be on millimeter wave most of the time right. for quite a while yet. Yeah. So yeah. we'll we'll see, but um, that'll be nice. Though. But I just don't know how you make the display thin. I mean, OLEDs already don't have a backlight. Mm-hmm. They they basically. I mean, what other? There's other filter layers. They, they can't really take anything out. Mm-hmm. Like there's, they already took out the force touch. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't. It's just. I, I, is it? Is it oversimplifying it to say it's just the evolution of the technology? They've just been able to make it smaller because maybe, but it's already so uh, the OLED in a it's already iPhone is so thin that like you can make it half as thick and you wouldn't even get off a a half a millimeter. It's not even that thick. Maybe the LCD version. There might be something they're doing there to make it thinner. The like cheaper LCD model. It was a report by ET News that said that the OLEDs from Samsung are going huh. to be thinner. Yes. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, so, you know, at that, when they're already that thin, making them thinner is just not giving you much back. Yeah, it's not a whole lot thinner, yeah. probably. I'm, I'm much more concerned about them being able to be brighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there was also speculation uh, by Ming Ching Kuo. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that saying he's speculating or not because mm-hmm. he tends to be. It depends on the. Right. The, the Depends subject. on the rumor, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he says there'll be five new iPhone models, a 5.4-inch and a 6.1-inch with a dual-lens camera, a 6.1-inch and a 6.7-inch model with a triple-lens camera and time-of-flight sensors, mm-hmm. and then a 4.7-inch model. 
Yeah, that seems like too many. That's a lot of food. <laughs> it sounds like, because it yeah. seems like, it seems like there should be four, and and that's for the whole year. There should be the equivalent of the iPhone 11, two sizes yeah. of the iPhone 11 Pro. This would be the 12, but you know that the cheap LCD one, the small and the big expensive OLED ones, and then the new iPhone SE 2 that we're all hearing about. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you get to five? Are there two iPhone SE 2s? Are there two sizes yeah. of the cheap model? That seems to be what he's suggesting. Is there two sizes of the cheap model and an iPhone SE 2 and Two sizes of the high-end model? Yeah. Well, I don't know. The thing that also makes it more complicated is that Quo said that all of these phones will have 5G support. No. Yeah. Which I could see if the lower ends did not have 5G support and then the higher ends had 5G support. So that would make the five models a little more – seem a little more realistic. But right. if they all have 5G, then, yeah, this still seems like a lot of models to offer. Yeah, and I – think there'll probably still be some split with the 5G. Like, mm, Apple's yeah. got to have a, a modem anyway. It doesn't matter if it's Qualcomm's X55 or, or not. Yeah. You know, it might as well be. Um, but I, c- I could see the cheap models only supporting the sub-6 gigahertz bands and then the millimeter wave stuff only being supported on the pros, something like mm-hmm. that. None of this happens till September Maybe like March if there's an iPhone SE two that yeah. one. So we yeah. we got some time before. <laughs> yeah, we've got some time. Some news on the Apple TV Plus front. Uh, Apple got a few Golden Globe nominations that uh, were announced Monday. Uh, Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon were nominated for Best Actress for the Morning Show, which was nominated for Best Drama. Now, the morning show kind of got panned by critics when it first came out. Yeah. And I, thought, I haven't stuck with it, but you guys said that it's a lot better than what the critics were saying. I never thought it was, when I wrote, yeah. I didn't even think it was bad. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was, it was bad. Yeah. But. It was, you didn't like it because you didn't, you don't like shows about making shows. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, yeah, it, it's not my forte. Inside yeah. ball, yeah. baseball sort of <laughs> drama of making right. a TV show. <laughs> Um, yeah, we, we, even at the launch when there's three episodes, Leif and I were like, boy, the critics are wrong. It's pretty good. Um, and I think it's quality's really held up or gotten better. Like now that the season's not over, there's a couple, there's two more, two more episodes to, to drop. But now that there's been eight episodes, I, I'm, I'm into it. Like it's a good strong performances from everyone's sharp writing, tackling real issues, not backing off and being kind of lukewarm and wish-washy about that. I mean, it's it's good. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I would say, and this was like the, you know, the crux of my review. It's a, to me, it took a while to get the pieces in motion. But that has been true of the morning show. It's been true of a little bit less uh, for all mankind. It was certainly true of Truth Be Told. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it was, uh, yeah, but, you know, the, it seems like, you know, that's that's part of their strategy almost in releasing those three episodes at once. <laughs> it was like the third episode is where, okay, now our plot is finally moving. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I, I know Jennifer Aniston was one of those Golden Globe nominations, and, um, and I think she deserves it. She is killer in this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, lots of good performances. Uh, pretty much all the principals turn in a really good performance, but yeah. I think Jennifer Aniston's like yeah, it's it's the best of her career. Yeah, mm. and uh, she's doing a really good job. And but and you guys also like uh, C, 
it, you, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's campy, it's silly, and but it, it does. It's actually good too. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there, uh, I have to admit, I I got to the point where. There was a point where I was actually thinking about watching C before I watched a new episode of The Mandalorian, which to me is high praise. Ooh. Wow, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never make that decision. As soon as Mandalorian drops, yeah. my wife and I are like, baby Yoda show. Let's yes. go. <laughs> There, there was one week where I actually was more in because C was really good at the dang cliffhanger. Oh, it was yeah. like yeah, every episode it was like dun dun dun. Yeah, so yeah, and I wanted to see what happened. Now C's episode uh, episode C's season is over. Yes. There's only the eight for that. Oh, it's um, only eight episodes. It's only eight. It's over. Um, and it's over, and they le- they leave it with a at a good you know place to launch a whole bunch of activity that needs to happen in the next one. But my favorite thing about C is that it, it moves along at a good clip. Yes. It would be easy to make this plotting, but significant stuff happens in every episode. They move right to the next significant thing happening. There's not a lot of filler. There's not a lot of dead yeah. space. It's it's all just so dire and bleak, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, every yeah. from the surrounding to the just concept of it to, like, everything that happens is dire and bleak, and it just needs a little bit of levity somewhere. It didn't bother me as much as it, Jay- as it did Jason, but I did make a point that in Slack yesterday that uh, Servant is also a show that's kind of bleak and stuff. But you have the character of Rupert Grant, who, while not exactly comic relief, kind of lightens the mood just enough that where it's not just this constant outpouring yeah. of you know grim thriller and stuff. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that that's another. I, I think objective. I mean, if you don't count the morning show, they're they're different shows. But yeah. uh, servant is definitely one of Apple TV. Yeah, I would put you know as far as craft goes, the morning show and servant at the top. Yeah, yeah, and C was one of the shows that was kind of panned, but mm-hmm. maybe it wasn't uh, given a fair shake by. The critics. I think it was one of those things where people were so annoyed by the absurdity of the situation, and uh, and you mm-hmm. know, it's kind of like I said, my own review. It reminds me of a lot of Waterworld, <laughs> but uh, it was uh, it it was still it was still good, and they they did well with it. There's a there's a plot point in the season finale where it just seemed a little too convenient compared to something that <laughs> we had seen in the season the the seventh episode, and I was yeah. like, yeah, I was like, how did he how did he get back there? I'll say that much. <laughs> so. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I I enjoyed it. I was kind of surprised that they ended a seemingly ended a major idea of the episode in the finale, and I was like, well, that's interesting. Uh, so, but uh, I'm looking forward to the next season. Yeah, seeing the next season. Yeah. yeah. It, it, is it fair to say that of the Apple TV Plus shows, that Truth Be Told is the one show that you guys kind of disliked? I will say it's the one that had the seemed to have the least interest and stuff, and mm. uh, it was uh, it, it was the one that I liked the least. And but I liked it. it, it it's you know as I was saying in Slack yesterday, Vanity Fair had a review where they were like, uh, "This is campy. It's kind of exaggerated. It, it, you know, some people might even say it's bad, but you know, it really leans into it, and that, that really makes it watchable." And I, and I think that's to say uh that i would agree with that assessment too but it is the weakest of the shows i believe yes yeah apple released an update to its clips app it now has memoji and animoji support Poor it also clips. has new <laughs> disney stickers <laughs> yeah i'm glad you said that because i i wanted to bring this up because clips is actually a pretty good app it is it's a good app and i wanted to i, I don't know i didn't I, I don't feel like i need to promote it but the issue is though 
people like to work directly in it's it's okay let me i should back up <laughs> clips is a video app on ios for your iphone it's essentially an app where you you know you create these short video clips mm-hmm. you know you can add emojis and do all kinds of other things yeah you can do cool filters and filters right. and yeah. stickers and all this stuff yeah and then you share the videos now the problem is people tend to go directly in the apps for those particular social networks where right. they, like, you know, like... Uh, Instagram or Instagram, Snapchat or right, whatever. Snapchat yeah. or whatever. They, they go directly in those. They don't use a third-party app to then export out. You know, that's an extra step. So yep. Clips kind of gets lost in that because of that. Not to mention there are... Um, there's limitations to the sh- to sharing depending on what the app is. You know, right. you're, if, if it's Instagram or something, you may not be able to do an Instagram story, which is what you're aiming yeah. for. You may only be able to do a post, which is not what you want to do. So, yeah, it feels like they put all this effort into making an honestly very cool and very usable, like, social media video clips thing that kind of nobody cares about. <laughs> and is yeah. good. nobody's going to care about it right. because, like, nobody wants to do a separate app and then export right. it. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, but man. I just wanted to bring it to people's attention because maybe if you're not using those particular social networks but still want to create these kind of videos, Clips is the app you can, you can use It's worth for checking that. out for free. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, free. You know, and they don't like – it's real free. It's not free and then you get in there and you have to buy a bunch right. of stuff to really unlock its potential. It's, you know. Yeah, so give Clips a try. <laughs> so, poor, poor old Poor Clips. clips. Uh, but the big news today – is that the Mac Pro is now available. Apple started taking orders on the Mac Pro today. Uh, Mac users are celebrating Apple's most powerful Mac, but they're also criticizing its price tag, as evidence in our own particular Slack room today (laughs) for work. We were were going off on the pricing today. So in our feature discussion, we're going to talk about the Mac Pro the rack mount version is not available yet. Right. If you're interested in that, uh, and it sh- it ships in starting about a week or well, something like that. I think so. Weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's a week, one week to two. Yeah. yeah. So if you're interested in buying a Mac Pro, you can go on to the Apple website. If, if you're interested in spending <laughs> some of your company's money before the end of the fiscal year, yes. Yes. that's more like it. Yes. Yeah. So uh, talking about the price, you know, it is a very powerful machine, but it is. Uh, it, and you know, it is designed for you know very very high end users and stuff like this. But as an example of what's wrong with the price, let's talk about those wheels. <laughs> yes, it's yeah. How could you not talk about the fact that if you order uh, included in the price are feet, and if you want wheels instead of feet, it's four hundred dollars. It's a hundred dollars per wheel. It's a hundred dollars a wheel. They're just little caster wheels. I mean, I'm sure they're made out of like great aluminum or whatever, or super like stainless steel or something. But a hundred dollars a wheel for this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know we shot straight to the wheels to talk about the Mac Pro, but the thing is, it's kind of indicative of the Mac Pro. Exactly. Yeah, it it's is. indicative of everything about the Mac Pro. Yes. It's not made with. Pricing in mind, you no. know the base configuration is five thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Yeah, so you can't get it for less than six grand. And we were playing around with the configurator, and you know I was able to get up to f- over fifty thousand dollars for, for a model upgraded. for a fully upgraded. And the pricing model. is in in a very Apple way arbitrary when you start looking at 
like processor upgrades. They're yeah. at perfectly even thousand dollar increments. <laughs> like this this processor's two thousand. The next step up is three thousand. Yeah. The next wow. is four thousand. And if you know anything about Intel's processors, it's like that's not how they're priced right. at all. They're just yeah. you know people like it's it's like people like nice round numbers. It's like no, you're overcharging people by all lot yeah i don't expect apple to sell like processor upgrades at cost but it's it's just crazy it's <laughs> think you do a 500 dollars increment it's i don't know but you can you how one thing i am not clear on is how upgradable it is just like a regular pc could you put your own junk in there and just skip that entirely? a lot of a lot of it you can i don't know of any major components that are like soldered onto the motherboard or anything. Okay. You can't yeah. use any regular PC motherboard. Mm-hmm. That's all super right. custom. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to use their graphics cards because they had these special PCIe slots that right. supply more power. Right. So you'd have to buy the, your Radeon Vegas and Vega 2s and stuff from, from Apple. I didn't yeah. know that. But you can mm-hmm. slot in more graphics cards. You mm-hmm. can slot in other PCIe cards. You can... I, I don't know how other internal storage would be recognized. That's something for the reviewers to, to check out. But, um, yeah, it looks like regular NVMe slot for yeah, there storage are, and all that stuff. There are eight slots t- total inside. and There are yeah. t- two MPX modules. Right. Mm-hmm. Or you can have four PCI Express card slots. Uh, there are three full-length PCI Gen 3 slots, mm-hmm. one 16X, or X16 slots, and two X8 slots. Right. Those um, MPX slots are like, those are the by-16s, which, uh, double by-16s with, that supply more power. And the big Radeon Vega 2s, you can get a Regi- Radeon Vega 2 Duo, which is two Radeon Vega 2s on a single card. Yeah. And put them in each of those double wide slots so you can essentially have four gpus in this thing yeah which is monstrous and completely useless for like real-time graphics type situations <laughs> it, it's really only useful for gp gpu stuff for like in video editing and cad work and right. stuff like that it's the only thing that can really make use of like that many multiple gpus efficiently apple offers something called the afterburner mm-hmm. which is a uh, accelerator card Specifically for ProRes and ProRes uh, raw yeah. codecs. I'm really looking forward to seeing some tests about that now that it's yeah. out and, and sort of I looked at a couple of the sort of YouTubers who have been blessed to have this for <laughs> a, a week or two. Yeah. And, and they don't, it's not a lot of like I didn't see a lot of the sort of ProRes raw test um, speed test stuff. But I need to go back and look at that and see more of what's out there because that could – it's already re- really fast yeah. at video editing. I'm like looking at the quick and early tests people have done, and they're like, "Wow, it's fast!" But I got to see what that afterburner card does. You know, the base processor is an eight-core Intel Xeon W. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can get up to twenty-eight cores. Can install up to one point five terabytes of RAM. That's nuts. That nuts. You, you have to have a twenty-four core or twenty-eight core processor yeah. for that mm-hmm. much RAM. Uh, otherwise, it's 768 gigabytes of RAM. Mm-hmm. Still nice. Yeah, and um, I mean, I've got 16 at home. Right, exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like my next computer will probably all splurge for 32. Yeah, like that's you're talking about 20 times the RAM. <laughs> yeah, if you don't get the high-end processor, like right. you don't need, you probably don't need that much RAM, even if you do. Right, people who need that jobs. much RAM are doing things that yeah. I can't even like. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's expensive RAM too because it's all ECC right. RAM, which is uh, yeah. always pricey. Yeah, uh, there are a variety of uh, graphics card selection uh, that you can choose from. Mm-hmm. Uh, all AMD. Yeah. Yeah. You can get, I think right now, you can get up to four terabytes of an SSD and eight terabyte versions coming soon, according to the buy page. Yeah. You can't get it now, but it's coming soon. So if you want that eight terabytes of storage, you might want to wait. Is the base model still 256? 256. Yeah. So so like that's the minimum you can spend is like six grand, but you really should not buy the six grand version. (laughs) Like what the heck? Like you should probably be spending at least eight to 10,000 or what are you doing? That yeah. almost strikes me as ridiculous as the wheels, is the fact that this machine comes with a base. Yeah, that's TV. absurd. <laughs> yeah. That's really absurd. What, you, they might as well have made the, like, base RAM four gigs. Like, it's it's dumb. Yeah. Doesn't the iMac Pro start with one terabyte? I could be wrong. Uh, no. Uh, I think it starts at f- – mm, that's a good question. I think it starts at either 512 or 768. Even so, you get my point. Yes. yes. No, 256 <laughs> yes. for this yeah. thing is just absurd. <laughs> right. And and be, to be generous, I would have to assume that it's like, oh, it's because, you know, the people who are going to uh, use them in a headless fashion, they're not going to have a, a monitor hooked up. It's going to be oh, right. just about base rendering box or something like that. Right. And they're going to be pulling from uh, like, like a X, NAS or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they're going to be constantly pulling off a NAS or yeah. something or optical yeah. storage or something. Yeah. They're using an external storage device yeah. right on that. Yeah, yep. yeah. The iMac Pro comes with a one terabyte SSD. Yeah, and it's good right. for that. It's got two 10 gig Ethernet plugs. Yeah, which is like if you're <laughs> if you are a video editor and you you've got that very very fast connection to network storage where you right. and your team work on stuff, you're happy about that. Yeah. It has uh, two USB 3 ports on the rear along with two Thunderbolt 3 ports. And then on the top of the machine are two Thunderbolt 3 ports. Mm-hmm. And every one of those Vega uh, Vega 2 graphics card MPX modules also has something like f- two or four, four, I think, Thunderbolt parts, ports. So you got Thunderbolt right, right. all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And the most important uh, specification is it does have a headphone jack. <laughs> uh, that'd be hilarious if they left it out. No headphone jack. That would be funny. You know, it would have been really pro of them to have a quarter inch. <laughs> <laughs> Put a quarter inch they headphone jack on there. That. Right. Because that. that's what pros have. That's yeah. exactly what they should have done. They should have done that just to emphasize, you know, just to emphasize the pro. That's kind of like the, exclamation, the exclamation point to pro. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know, or XL- I mean, they're not going to put XLR plugs on it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if you're interested in getting a Mac Pro, you can order one now. Uh, don't forget to get the display. Hmm, student is... loans are Mac Pro. So we get the display and the stand and the stand. Yes. So the five thousand dollar display. That's five thousand dollars for the glossy one. Then is it six thousand dollars for the matte one? Oh yes, so, it yeah. is six thousand. Yes. Yeah. Expensive. yes, and then another thousand dollars for a stand. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> you got money to burn. Money to burn. But it's got a, a standard Visa mount, yes. so Which somebody's is, gonna just yeah. make a, a compatible stand. Any stand that has a Visa, the, the right size Visa mount. Yeah. So if you're gonna buy a Mac Pro, 
send us an email at podcast at macworld.com. Let us know what you're buying because it would be interested to know who, what kind of people are buying. I'd also be machine. interested to know who's buying it with their money versus whose company is buying right. it as an expense. Yeah. Like even if it's your own company, you're an LLC of yeah. one, but you're going to depreciate this purchase on your taxes right off for the next four years or something. Now it's time for the two-minute tip where a Macworld staffer will present a quick tip for your Apple device. This week's tip is actually by Glenn Fleischman. It shows you how to delete autosave file versions in Mac OS. And you can get the details of this tip in an article that Glenn wrote on Macworld.com. We'll have a link in our show notes. In a number of Mac apps, Mac OS has the feature of retaining older versions of documents you modify. You can access the past versions if you click on File, select Revert To, and then select Browse All Versions. These apps store version every hour while you're working on it, or more frequently if major changes are made. They tend to take up fairly little space because Apple relies on storing just the differences between the two files, which for most editing involves very little overhead. But some folks who perform a lot of manipulation to files want to get rid of older copies so as not to fill sometimes scarce storage with versions they don't need. Here's how you can delete some of these recent versions. In the app that you're using, choose File, Revert to Browse All Versions. From the browsing window that appears, navigate through time to the first version you want to delete, selecting it in the right-hand side of the view, move your cursor up to the top of the screen for a moment until the menus reveal themselves. Then click on the file menu, select revert to, and delete this version to confirm the deletion. And that's it. Again, if you want the complete details on how to use this feature, go to our show notes. We'll have a link to Glenn's article. Now it's time for your hot takes. We love hearing from you. Let us know what you're thinking via email at podcast at macworld.com. Or you can contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Uh, here are a few comments that caught our eye this week. Uh, we got a comment about the Mac Pro. This was before ordering became available. Chris Mara on Facebook said that the CPU unit, while very expensive, does seem to be be very fast. The graphics are good. Now comes his biggest gripe, the monitor. You know, he's complaining that the monitor is really expensive, essentially. Uh, yeah. You yeah. Know, it's, you, want a, you want a monitor that'll do constantly a thousand nits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the main thing about it is, besides sort of color accuracy and stuff, which you would expect from a pro mm-hmm. monitor, is that you can crank it. It's great for HDR editing because you can crank up the HDR to that thousand nits max brightness mm-hmm. constantly. Usually, that's things are like peak. It's for a short time. It gets hot. It has to lower the brightness to cool down. Mm-hmm. This thing's got massive cooling. Make yeah. sure that you can just like all day long be editing that HDR stuff. Uh, one of his gripes about the display is that it's a thirty-two inch display. He says yeah. that he works on a fifty-inch four K mm-hmm. monitor for his videos. So, you know, who uses 32-inch displays for video editing anymore? I, I don't know. I I'm, I don't have that kind of insight, but I And guess... I wonder what that brightness he gets with that display is, too. But, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, that that is an interesting point that, you know, it's probably not big, big enough for that detail. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that probably a lot of people who 
do editing work are going to also need, if not a monitor, they're going to need to look at their cuts on a TV, right? Mm-hmm. You know, to just to resolve that kind of detail. Because yeah. unless you're way up close, mm-hmm. uh, we've got some comments about some iPhone 13 rumors. Was it last week? There was a rumor that the iPhone 13 will have no ports whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It will completely rely on wireless. Brian Jarvis on Facebook says that wireless charging is great unless your battery is almost dead and you need to use your phone. You can't wirelessly charge your phone and use it at the same time. If you're somewhere with no power, camping, or hiking, for example, you won't be able to charge your phone from a charging brick. At NTS Davenport on Twitter says that it's a pretty wild idea. There's a whole ecosystem of external iOS hardware for music and video creation that depends on a port. Yep. And I think it's stupid myself. Yeah. I don't believe that. Well, first of all, I don't believe anybody in the rumor mill has any idea what's happening two years from now in the iPhone. <laughs> and second of all, I just don't think it's – I don't think Apple would do it because I – mean, like CarPlay is a good example. Yeah. It kills CarPlay. Right. At, just outright kills it. At Given to Dream on Twitter said that – I said, what about CarPlay? Apple needs <laughs> to get more fan- manufacturers to install wireless CarPlay before they next the port, which is – Years before point. they next the port. <laughs> right. Because you don't replace yeah. your car yeah. when you get a new phone. <laughs> right? So they need – I mean, you need to – they need to get like 80% penetration of wireless CarPlay and then wait three or four years for right. leases to expire and yeah. then you can go – yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Now, I can totally believe that maybe this idea is being kicked around at Apple. But like you said, two years in advance, I, I it seems. Yeah, they, yeah. they may not know. And I, I have a feeling that it's a misunderstanding about something. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. that what they're going to do is it'll right. have a lightning port. Right. But they're no longer going to send lightning headphones or in the box or something like that. They're just not going to give you any wired peripherals or something. Yeah, what, wasn't part of this rumor that it would be completely wireless? No port, and then Apple would include Apple AirPods with the phone. They'd have to do something yeah. because you, because you, you're gonna, yeah, how are you gonna plug in? Because then yeah. they might as well just say, "Well, you can't buy this iPhone without also buying <laughs> Bluetooth headphones." It's just, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And you know, and I and I agree with the guy, you know, because I have to admit that I maybe I'm such an iPhone addict. Of course, the the thing is, I actually work off of my phone a lot, um, so I'm kind of it's kind of becomes like my mini laptop. Thing is, I still run out of battery on my ele- iPhone 11 throughout the day, <laughs> so yeah, I, I like having a fast charge option. I'm one of those people that actually hooks up my phone to my Mac charger sometimes. So it's uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, no matter how good the battery life is, I think. We've all experienced that thing where you plug in the plug and you're in bed using your phone while it's charging. Yeah. yeah. And you can't roll over onto your left because <laughs> the cord's not that long. Yeah. Like, but you need to charge and use your phone. So, yeah. yeah. You know, I live in San Francisco and downtown. I frequently see people who are using external battery packs with their phones. I oh, don't yeah. know if they're using iPhones or uh, Android phones, but. You know, you can see the cable going into their pocket because yep. mm-hmm. they myself. need the battery. Yeah. yeah. So, and you All can't do that. So, I can see a, a portless phone five or six years from now. But, like, you know, like you said, they would need to have wireless CarPlay in play for a while 
yeah. before they can do it. And there's only a couple of cars really that do it now, and those are luxury cars. Yeah. And it's just, it's, yeah, it's, it's really not a. Yeah. That just about does it for this week's episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 679. I'd like to thank Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Life Johnson. Thank you. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, through SoundCloud, or on Spotify. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com, or you can contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest news and happenings in the world of Apple. See you next time. <laughs>